Welcome to The Big Cheese Show, your destination for fantasy sports domination. Now, here's your host, Chris The Big Chee Cheon. What's good, everyone, and welcome to The Big Cheese Show, AWTOP Fantasy Sports and Betting Experience. I am your host, Chris Cheon, a.k.a. The Big Chee. Let's jump right into it. I'm going to go over my rankings on Fringe Guys. You can see the full rankings on WTOP.com. The first six guys, quarterback position, you're starting them in fantasy. Okay? That group consists of Lamar Jackson, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Breeze, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about a controversial figure when it comes to fantasy and I guess his personal life too. And his talent on the field is definitely long-term. Will he really be a starter in the NFL? I don't see how he's still a starter now. But Jameis Winston, fantasy-wise, the guy is getting it done. The past five games, he has not gone under 300 yards passing. In fact, he's gone under 300 just three times this season. In three out of Jameis's last four games, he's thrown two touchdown passes. And in those three games where he had the two touchdown passes, he rushed for 116 yards total. So you're getting potentially a couple extra points in the run game. He's got the second most pass attempts in the NFL, tied for fourth in touchdown passes in the league with 18. Now, he does lead the league in interceptions. But luckily, his opponent, the Atlanta Falcons, they haven't picked off a ton of balls Just six on the year as a unit. Only five teams in the NFL have less interceptions, and only two have less sacks than Atlanta, the Bengals, and the Dolphins. Now, those 18 sacks for the Falcons, 11 of them have come since Dan Quinn has given up play-calling duty with the defensive unit. So 18 total, 11 in the past two games. I kind of suspect that they'll keep it rolling once again this week, get to Winston a couple of times here, But I still think Jameis is fantasy viable. Not to mention, too, Tampa chooses pass plays the sixth most in the NFL at 64.34% a clip. So their last three games, they've chosen pass plays more than any team in the NFL, 71% of the time. Behind Winston, I've got the GOAT Tom Brady. Brady's going up against a Dallas secondary that has definitely looked suspect, really a good amount this year, but definitely last week against Jeff Driscoll. And speaking of Driscoll, only the Lions have less interceptions than Dallas. The Cowboys, which is four picks this year. Well, Brady's throwing five interceptions, kind of a lot by his standards, but I've got Brady just behind Winston in terms of the rankings. Four attempts behind Winston in terms of third place for the most pass attempts in the NFL. So Brady's chucking it still good about, even if it's not down the field. That Patriots passing game, the short passing, yards add up. Even if Brady was disappointed with the results last week in a win, I still think this Patriots offense has a chance to put a decent amount of points on the board against Dallas. Brady's a safe play. I don't think he's going to give you the upside, obviously, of a player like Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson. But I'm not going to let the recency bias, as I mentioned, that game, the up-and-down performance against the Eagles, sway you from using Brady if he's on your team. Finally, a third guy I want to mention is Josh Allen. I never love him in one QB leagues. 
because he does have the potential to put up a clunker. I don't think he's an outstanding player as a whole. He's good. Better than I expected he'd be, at least so far in his career. But I like the spot he's in. You know, the NFL is a week-to-week league. Things change depending on your matchup. And Allen was great last week against the Dolphins. And I think the Broncos, although numbers-wise, fantasy-wise, they've been pretty good. I think this is a team that's going to be reeling from that loss to the Vikings last week. I mean, talk about blowing it. And you're already not going to the playoffs. That could have been like your signature win on the season. Now the Broncos got to go on the road to Buffalo. Denver's another team that can't pick the football off. Only the Bengals, Cowboys, and Lions have less interceptions. Only five defenses have recorded less fumbles than Denver. So I'll take Allen over Derek Carr, who's going across the country to take on the Jets. Baker Mayfield against the Dolphins. That's a nice matchup. If you're in a 14-team league, I'm good with starting Baker. But I think the Dolphins are going to get crushed on the ground like they do most weeks. I see a massive workload for Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt's going to catch some balls out of the backfield. We'll get to Kareem Hunt in just a second. I'm probably not as high on him as others in the industry. But, yeah, I just think that Baker doesn't accumulate enough yards through the air to warrant starting over the guys I've mentioned. All right, running back position. Three fringe backs I'm going to focus on today. David Montgomery against the Giants. Carlos Hyde playing tonight at home against the Colts and Ronald Jones against the Falcons. So for Montgomery, brutal last two weeks. 91 total yards rushing, 19 yards receiving. It's really 131 yards in the last three games, but that game against Philadelphia back on November 3rd, Montgomery found the end zone twice, caught three passes for 36 yards. So a solid fantasy day because he found the end zone twice. But he's not getting a ton of yards on the ground. He's got just three and a half yards per carry. But it is about opportunity. And Montgomery is averaging over 17 carries in his last four games. He's a better version of Kalen Balaj. And if you're still alive and you have David Montgomery and you're not in a 10-team, 8-team league, you're probably not really in a position not to play him. And the Giants allow the 10th most rushing yards per game. Bears, six-point favorites at home. So the game script's kind of telling you, whether it's who's a quarterback, Chase Daniel, Mitch Trubisky, Bears should be in a position to run the ball. Now, Montgomery did see less than 50% of the snaps last week, but I think that had a lot to do with the ankle injury he suffered in practice. He was a game-time decision last Sunday against the Rams. Now, if Jordan Howard doesn't play for Philadelphia, which on this morning, Thursday morning, I don't think he's going to, I'd still play Miles Sanders ahead of Montgomery, but if Howard is in, give me Montgomery. That Eagles backfield situation is a cluster. I know that. A lot of people were burned on Miles Sanders in DFS last week. Luckily, I had some nice exposure to Calvin Ridley and some other guys not named Brian Hill that let me cash. Shout out to Phil Backer, my partner on Bros at Football. You better check that show out on Sundays. Not just because you want to watch me, but because Phil has just been absolutely his best season so far in DFS. If I'm between David Montgomery and Carlos Hyde, I'd rather play Montgomery. Hyde going tonight against the Colts. I'd rather play Hyde over Kareem Hunt. That might not be popular. But one thing I just want to make clear before I get into Hyde analysis and talking about some of his numbers here. If you are going to play him, put him in the RB spot. One of those. Don't put him in the flex. Say that every week. PSA. Now, Hyde was game scripted out last week against the Ravens, but he still managed to score a 41-yard rushing touchdown at the end of the game. 
He's having a really nice year. He's the feature back. It's not Duke Johnson. And when the Texans win, Hyde has 19 or more carries in five of six of their wins. He called out the running game after the Ravens' loss. I like that kind of firing up the units, saying they could do a better job. The Texans are home favorites. Now, it is a tough matchup in terms of the Colts' run defense, which is pretty good. And on the other side of that ball, I do want to mention a deep option real quick. Naheem Hines. A lot of talk about Jonathan Williams this week, rightfully so. But listen, I'm going to have Hines up the wazoo in DraftKings, showdown slates, and in my 14-team leagues because the Texans allow the most receptions to the running back position so far this year. So that's where they can get burned. I'd play Hyde over Ronald Jones, Kareem Hunt, again, Sonny Michelle. Now, I, I keep mentioning Kareem Hunt, and you might be thinking, are you crazy against the Dolphins? He had a higher snap share than Hyde last week. Well, true, but the Dolphins do allow the sixth least amount of receptions to the running backs. I think, again, I'll reiterate, this is more of a Chubb game. I like Hunt, but I like the other guys I've been talking about here. If you're a Ronald Jones owner, I'd rather bank on the Bucks running back bouncing back, who just, like Hyde, was game scripted out last week. But prior to last week, three straight games, double-digit carries. And in his last two games, 10 catches, 12 targets. Now, we saw Peyton Barber getting that receiving touchdown last week, so that was disappointing. If you want to play Hunt over Jones, fine, but I I am personally, you're listening to the show, you want my advice, I'm playing Ronald Jones over him. I think he's got the higher upside. He's the lead back. Hunt is not. And I definitely play Jones over Sonny Michelle, who saw just 30% of the snaps last week. All right, wide receiver position. By the way, shout out to Driscoll and D. Simone the lone sponsor of the Big Cheese Show. You need to diversify your portfolio. You need to make some moves with investments. Driscoll D. Simone. Let's talk about Devontae Parker at the wide receiver position. Can you believe this guy has been able to accomplish what he has? Not only just from a fantasy standpoint, but I saw this Graham Barfield tweet on Tuesday. Parker has finished as a top 32 fantasy wide receiver in seven straight games. This week he's got Cleveland, but then even better after that. Eagles, then the Jets, who have allowed the fourth most and third most amount of fantasy points per game, respectively. But yeah, a lot of us were wondering if he even had any sort of an NFL career. A lot of injuries to start his career. Dysfunction in Miami constantly. But at least now it seems like there's somewhat of a plan. With Adam Gase, it was meddling around, trying to make the playoffs, but still kind of sucking 135 yards receiving, career high last week. Dolphins choose passing plays the third most in the NFL 67% of the time. And in the two games since Preston Williams tore his ACL, listen to these numbers. Parker, 90% of the snaps in both games. Double-digit targets in both games. 38% of the target share. 35% of Miami's air yards. So get Devontae Parker in your lineup. Start him again. Start him the next three weeks, depending he doesn't get hurt. I'm playing Parker over Curtis Samuel. I do like Samuel this week better than I did last week, and I think Samuel could be on a waiver wire potentially because people might be off Kyle Allen, and Samuel has been amazingly mediocre. His 
reception totals over the last five games, four, four, three, four, four. But here's the thing. Samuel doesn't have less than six targets in a game since week one. Touchdown receptions and three out of his last five games. I'm going to guess Marshawn Lattimore's not playing again for the Saints. Didn't practice Wednesday. He's dealing with that hamstring. And listen, the Panthers throw the ball in their past three games. They've chosen pass plays the seventh most in the NFL at nearly a 66% clip. DJ Moore is obviously the better option here, but you can play Samuel. He's got the sixth highest air yards. And Kyle Allen, listen, a lot of people are off him. I stupidly recommended playing him last week. He sucked. But he can be aggressive with his throws downfield. I'm playing Samuel over either San Francisco wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders or Debo Samuel. Golden Tate in the tough matchup. Hollywood Brown, who's big play dependent, doesn't get on the field enough. DK Metcalf, who's part of that big group of pass catchers in Seattle. And I've got Samuel just one spot ahead of scoring Terry McLaurin. Except he's not really scoring since the Redskins are so pathetic. Finally they scored. Darius Geis, congrats, bruh. We've seen the Lions secondary get torched this season, though. And I think McLaurin's got a chance to break one if Darius Slay is the one covering him or not. I think McLaurin can get past Slay and Haskins. Listen, uh, you don't need to be an NFL expert to watch this guy and say he's looked rough to start his career. But he's made big throws. I mean, he got that one call back because of a Donald Penn penalty, or was it a penalty? Who knows? But he can chuck it deep. One thing I don't like, in Haskins' two starts, McLaurin has a 4.5% less target share than when he doesn't, and less than three-yard average depth of target decrease when Haskins is the starter. But I think this is the game Haskins could get right, put up a decent day in the stat sheet, and he's not going to do that unless Terry McLaurin is a major part of this offense. So I'm okay with starting him too, but I tepidly endorse him. I mean, how could you really fully endorse any Redskin? Tight end position. Gerald Everett, Monday night against the Ravens. You're really going to not play anybody and then roll out Gerald Everett on Monday night to save your lineup in a crucial week? Well, only six teams have allowed more yards per completion than the Ravens, so I do think Everett's got a chance to stretch the field a little bit and make some catches. I say has the chance. Nobody at the tight end position is basically guaranteed except for, like, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews. It's a brutal position this year. The Ravens' corners are so good, though, with Peters and Humphrey, that I just think Goff is going to take what the defense gives him, and that is over the middle passes. And I think that's where Everett and Tyler Higby, with the lean towards Everett, because I think he's the better receiving option. No, he didn't play a ton against the Bears, just 25% of the snap share. But I was reading... You know, limited in practice all week with the wrist injury. The thought was maybe that McVay didn't want him in there run blocking as much. That's what the Rams did Sunday night against the ball. They ran the damn ball. So I think Everett's in store for a bounce back. I'd play Everett over Noah Fant. Brutal matchup against the Bills. Only the 49ers allow less fantasy points per game to the tight end position. The Bills have allowed only one receiving touchdown to a tight end this year. Just 29 total receptions to the position in 10 games. So that's less then three catches by tight ends against them per game. So I like Fan as a whole. 24 targets over his last three games. Not this week. I don't have a choice, though. I mean, I'd play Fan over either Colts tight ends if Eric Ebron is good to go tonight. Practiced yesterday, trending in the right direction. Plus, T.Y. Hilton might play. He's got to make sure all the boxes are checked. 
Bill Hilton's back. I even like the Colts tight ends even less. I like Fant, however, over Dallas Goddard, who's gaining a lot of steam. Scored the touchdown against the Patriots. Coming on over the past couple of weeks. I'd play Goddard over Dwelly. Kittle probably out again. I'd play Goddard over Darren Fells. Jacob Hollister. The Seahawks have given up the seventh most receiving yards to the tight end position, and Goddard saw a career high in snaps last week, 81%. Goddard's routes run are increasing on a weekly basis, and last week it was up to 75% of his snaps he was running a route. John Daigle, my dude from Roto World, we had a good time at that AEW show, no doubt about it, here in Baltimore, tweeting out that Goddard has gotten 48.4% of the snaps from the slot, number eight eight among tight ends and targets over his last two games. I still prefer Everett and Fant over Goddard, but out of all of the comparisons I've made in this short brief show, this is probably the closest one. If you wanted to go Goddard over Fant, over Everett, I'm not going to dispute you. I'm just telling you what I would prefer to do. We're going to talk defenses on Friday. I'm hoping to have my guy Bobby Firestone to talk some DFS. If you play DraftKings, this is the guy you want to listen to. Listen, the dream is to not work and play fantasy for a living, right? Well, he does it. So tune in there. We're going to give some of the top plays on DraftKings and talk about team defenses. Thank you so much for taking a few moments on your morning drive or when you're settling into work this morning or this afternoon. Not dated show. Colts-Texans hasn't kicked off yet. So thanks for tuning into the Big Cheese Show. Please subscribe on iTunes. I'm begging you. It will make a bros day. And tweet me what you think about some of my comparisons at The Big Cheese Show on Twitter. Music in this episode is Rev by Eveningland. Let's dominate. Week 12.